0: Hello and welcome to the Nourished Chat. I'm Bonnie, registered dietitian and founder of the Nourished Path Personal Online Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to give you all of my best tips and tricks to live a more nourished life without giving up all your favorite foods or spending all of your time cooking. Hello, welcome to the Nourished Chat. I am here with a very special guest, Shannon was my first fitness instructor freshman year of college she got me into fitness we'll talk about that in a minute but she is has her master's in sports and exercise psychology which is amazing and as a professor as well as a gym owner and a personal trainer thank you for being with me here shannon you have all the titles (laughs)
1: thank you all the titles thank you for having me i'm really really excited it's been a while
0: we were talking before we started recording that I had never really done any fitness before I met you
1: <laughs> at all. It I love you got to experience fitness at my hands. <laughs> I feel like I birthed you into fitness.
0: <laughs> I remember going to my first Zumba class and I didn't own a sports bra or sweatpants. I had to borrow them. <laughs> Uh, And it really goes to show how a fitness journey can change over time because that first semester we did Zumba, I think twice a week. I hadn't even danced before. This was like, I hadn't even really been dancing. And I've been swing dancing for a long time.
1: Even before Zumba? A little bit.
0: I started first semester freshman year swing dancing, and I met you second semester freshman year.
1: That's right and zumba yeah zumba did you take any of my other classes or was it just zumba for a while we did
0: the kickboxing class and um hip-hop dance Mm -hmm. which i won't say
1: the hip-hop class yes and i used to get in trouble uh in trouble um quotes for uh using too much hip-hop music in my zumba classes there was one i was teaching at like a lifetime or something and um, there, no joke, there's this, uh, member that came up and was like, um, would you say that your percentage of, uh, Latin music and hip hop music is acceptable for Zumba? And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I, I was like, so I hadn't, was speechless. I was like, I don't even know how to answer you, but like, technically in Zumba, you're supposed to have like 70% Latin, 30%, um, whatever, anything else. And um, apparently there are people out there that will like really pay attention to how many songs you're doing that are Latin versus hip hop. But I loved hip hop. That was, that was my jam. And that I convinced uh, the rec center to let me just teach a hip hop class. And that was, I think the most fun because we got to keep like, We did it kind of like Zumba where it was like, um, repetitive, you know, but then I think we made up actual routines.
0: Yeah, we would do because it was the same. I think like six of us who were coming every week, we started doing a routine and we would learn a couple eights every week. And then I think it was for like two months. And then we, we had like a, a performance for nobody at the
1: end, which was great. (laughs) It. Yeah, we videotaped it. I saw that video somewhere, of all of us dancing, and uh, that was those were good times in the in the basement of the dorm room with the carpet, carpet or like linoleum or something. And we're I trying. I think to- it was carpet. No, <laughs> <laughs> which is hard. It's hard for moving. You know, you can't moonwalk on carpet.
0: <laughs> no, I've tried. <laughs>
1: Doesn't work very well. Unless
0: you're wearing suede bottom shoes. And then you might be able to on that kind of carpet, the like firm kind of commercial carpet.
1: Noted. Next time I moonwalk or I want to moonwalk in this carpet, I'll make sure I have some suede
0: bottom shoes. Suede bottom or leather bottom, like the kinds used for bowling. That'll also work. Good. Good to know. Yeah. So (laughs) and it's just one thing we're talking about is how the fitness journey changed. So I started, I only would do Zumba and group fitness. I looked at the weight room and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And now I exclusively do like powerlifting and yoga.
1: (laughs) Which like from Zumba to powerlifting and yoga, like that it's good though. Like what got you into the powerlifting?
0: Well, it's a little sad, I guess uh, my mom oh. passed away 10 years ago and I needed a thing to keep me focused and moving forward. I needed something to focus on that. And I knew I would like should weightlift. So I joined a 24 hour fitness and I did step aerobics, which was my mm. Zumba adjacent <laughs> class. Yep. And I started weightlifting then, and it was a really great outlet for me and i really i really needed it honestly it was really good balance
1: it's <clears throat> powerlifting is empowering i mean especially for women um we like so you know i started just with <clears throat> excuse me group fitness and it did mostly like your traditional group fitness where it's choreographed you know it's to um a certain beats per minute all of that um and then that was all through college. And then I started doing, moving towards more weightlifting. And uh, when I started working at a um, Gold's gym, I started dabbling into bodybuilding a little bit. That's a whole thing. Cause I, it was uh, the amount of working out that we needed to do, the type of working out, the time commitment and just the restrictive uh, diet was just at that point in college, trying to work trying to do school it was just too much so i didn't actually go through with it Um, and it just it honestly wasn't good for me mentally either so i made a hard change as well and started um doing more functional training and and concentrating on abilities over uh, just the aesthetics of bodybuilding which actually got me into um after i graduated i came back to isu for my master's in exercise and sports psychology, because that really made a difference. That experience of going into, um, or dabbling into bodybuilding and how much it affected me mentally. I was like, there has to be something more than. So that's when I came back and did my masters and that sparked my thesis, which was, uh, an experiment. And essentially what we did, we manipulated, uh, fitness classes, like group exercise classes where. Um, One group of the classes was completely appearance-based. So everything that was said was uh, talking about burning calories, dropping fat, you know, um, bikini season, like all this stuff or everything that came out of the instructor's mouth had something to do with that. And then in um, the other group, there was, uh, it was more health-oriented. So we're talking about power. Power and strength and all of that, and um, improving your body's abilities and that type of thing. And then, um, you know, my prediction was that people would leave the health-oriented, uh, my hypothesis, mind you, was that you would leave the health-oriented uh, class more energized, wanting to come back, feeling better about yourself, and then the opposite being true with the appearance-oriented class. And that's exactly the results that we got. And it people were felt like they were on display more like people were judging them more in the classes that were um, promoting aesthetics and you know when they talk about a six pack if you don't have a six pack now you're concentrating on what you have instead and it's just. You are constantly then comparing yourself to other people and just all of that so uh, it was really interesting to see the results like just pan out but. Um, <clears throat> what we found that we weren't expecting to find was that in general, if people just had, um, health oriented reasons for exercise, like motives for exercise that they weren't affected, even if they were in the appearance oriented class, they weren't affected by the feedback that they were getting from the instructor. And so long story short, it becomes health oriented goals are, will keep you more active, uh, because they're more encouraging as you go because you can see progress no matter what there's no fluctuation it's just you're seeing abilities are are progressing um and then it also acts as almost a buffer when you're getting um bombarded with messages that are that sh- are trying to make you feel self-conscious so that was a really cool finding and <clears throat> it really it changed my life like from there moving forward i was like i'm going to take this research that i found and i'm going to apply it in as many areas that i can and
0: that's so awesome um, uh i have a question actually yeah go ahead. what yes. kind of health oriented message like because i can imagine the calorie oriented or the the, the body image oriented messages like I, i've heard those a million times but what what were the like health messages that they would say like to because you do want that instructor motivation call out in a lot of different types of group fitness classes you want that but i'm just curious like kind of what they would say
1: yeah it was interesting because we when we did this study we had to really control a lot of variables so we could say that the results are because of what the instructor said, not anything else. So we had to even dial it down to the amount of times the instructor spoke was exactly the same in both classes. It's just the words that came out were different in one or the other. And and so in the health oriented class, we're talking a lot about form, a lot about function of the body. Um, An example would be like, you know, these um, doing squats like this can make your legs really powerful uh things like that where you're you're coaching based on form getting them the big thing was the mind body connection Mm we're getting them to concentrate on what their body feels like during the exercise instead of what it looks like and so it's really trying to bring that um bring people's attention to what they're feeling and we got that kind of yoga and so we tried to apply that to this And so, when the instructor is talking about things like uh, posture and how this is going to improve other areas of your life, or and we'd even throw in some fun ones like um, the suitcase deadlifts are going to help you carry groceries better because no one likes to take more than one trip, you know, to the car. So, it's like (laughs) I
0: actually think. Uh, This is a little off topic, but I recently added um, what's it where you do a farmer's carry where you have a so farmers carries we have a weight in both hands and you carry it for as long as possible i'm aiming for 90 seconds because beyond that I get bored. Um, And after that upping the weight and then I might not be able to go for as long, but the first time I tried it, I picked up 55s, and I think I lasted 20 seconds and i'm like oh. And then I went down five pounds and I had to go down to 25 pounds.
1: (laughs) It's very humbling. Like that, that type of exercise is extremely humbling. So, but yeah, it was just mostly um, getting people to appreciate what their bodies are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now this time let's try um, like a little heavier or something or try to get more depth. So the goals were function-based, not calorie burn. You know so it's like instead of saying um <clears throat> if you squat lower you're going to b- burn more calories because you're using more muscle you know like you're activating more muscle so you're going to burn more calories it would be like let's try to get lower so we can improve our hip mobility you know or on um, the squats will be more effective that type or of thing. work towards kind of- this
0: we want to work towards a pistol squat because those are super cool. Who doesn't want to do a pistol squat? And this exercise will help you get a pistol squat uh, that can be motivating for me, like in yoga, especially because I said I do a lot of yoga and I'm, I'll am i be working towards like crow pose It's like this pose right here is going to help you with your crow pose because it's going to help with X, Y and Z. And that's always I'm like, OK, I didn't want to do that move because it looks kind of dumb, but I will help me where I, get where I want to be and yeah. i really like that and i think it's interesting that not only were people more motivated but they then came back to the gym and worked out for longer so it's actually in the gym's best interest to do this kind of messaging because that's going to mean more cl- like people stay longer and, and come with more consistency because they're not feeling bad about themselves when they leave
1: Yes. And that was um, part of the the survey that we took uh, was whether or not they would come back to that class like that. And across the board in the health oriented class, they were like, yeah, definitely come back to this. And then it was here. It was iffy with the like some people were like, yeah, I want to come back to the appearance one. And some people weren't. But there was definitely a discrepancy. And uh, but it kind of comes back to like when you're talking about powerlifting it's how because i just recently got into powerlifting too within the last year and you know i've always been an athlete so i've always liked to have something to strive for when i am exercising because for me i just get bored if i'm just like doing normal like traditional resistance training or i'm um you know isolating muscle groups whenever i'm just beyond bored, so i have to have like a goal that i'm striving for and you know when you train for powerlifting you increase strength so quickly like the the bent or the um yeah the benefits and your ability just start improving so fast and so you see it's this idea with um that's why it's encouraging is that you're seeing progress every t- every week every time you're getting in the gym and and then it's just so cool when you feel like you know i couldn't lift this a month ago but i'm lifting it now it's just it's completely empowering and um, and that's kind of the mentality that I wanted to bring with that uh, study I take into my everyday life. And so uh, as a professor, I'm that's kind of the lens that I teach my students because what I teach essentially is fitness professionals. So people wanting to become fitness professionals, they get a degree at the college I'm teaching and that's what their degree is in. And so I really try to push that using my background in exercise psychology, where it's like, we don't want to invalidate people's desire to change the way they look. That's it's not fair because that's something that's important to them. But what we can do is show them that you can achieve this. But even if you're just concentrating on something else, you know, if you are concentrating on lifting and being more consistent and, um, you know, making uh, good choices nutritionally, all of that, like the body composition kind of falls into place. You don't have to focus your attention just on that. And as I'm sure you run into people, women, especially the amount our weight fluctuates is frustrating, you know, oh, and yeah. <laughs> with, but it's strength monitoring. It's you'll hit a plateau here and there, you know, and feel weaker. certain weeks, especially if it's um attached to your cycle but you are going to be consistently seeing improvements and there isn't that um discouraging aspect where it's like oh i'm five pounds heavier and you know because i'm gonna get my period and just is like it's more empowering when you're concentrating on things like that so that's how i that's what i found with power lifting and then um I've gotten some of my clients and my employees into powerlifting too, and they're experiencing the same thing. And, um, and I know I told you this uh, when we were meeting earlier, but uh, the whole, uh, um, like the whole results, all the results that we found with the thesis, I wanted to create something because the thing that was limited that was missing, excuse me, was how do we get people to adopt health oriented goals in general? When we're in a society that, completely ties fitness to aesthetics you know it's how do we better
0: which is great like there, yeah. I, there's more and more professionals I feel like now like if you compare and I'm going to go back 20 25 years like if you compare now versus like 2003 2005 mm-hmm. I do think we're seeing a lot more you know a lot more of what of the kind of messaging you're talking about we need more but we're getting there which I think is great it's oh yeah better. we
1: are trending yes we're trending in the right direction and that's i'm so happy with that um so but in in i, I like at the fitness the commercial no am sorry private gym mm-hmm. um we wanted to be able to help make those changes sooner because you know it is it, this has been a long time coming that this is this, this evolution in our society or fitness industry but we wanted to kind of get people on track and not have to wait for society to to get there. So um, we developed a um, a challenge that we call the waitlist challenge. So it's not a weight loss challenge, and uh, the whole basis is that is getting people to concentrate on other aspects of fitness and what and helmet helmets excuse me wellness. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they are concentrating on things like their activity level um what they're eating drinking enough water getting enough sleep all of that stuff is the major focus of the challenge and then we measure their abilities from the beginning and then their abilities at the end and see how much they've improved and it's been great it's really it is working the way that we want it to because it's just directing people's attention on other areas that they have more control over than just that number on the scale so it's a lot of people that we've run into feel just that um despair almost where because they just feel like they can't get a hold you're
0: just wishing for the number on the scale to go down and you're like I'm just going to will myself to eat less and that's all you're doing Focusing on the more you try to focus on, okay, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, that's not gonna work. It's like if someone says, Don't look at the elephant on your left, the first thing you're gonna do is look at the, like there's an elephant. And then immediately every two seconds, you're gonna be looking at that. But if you're like, Okay, I wanna lose weight, what do I need to do to lose weight? Well, I need to be, I'm not drinking any water, so I need to drink more water. Um, I need to be eating a vegetable at every meal. I need to eat protein at every meal. And instead of focusing on the weight, you focus on those things. And then you need to assess the weight like, hey, is what I'm focusing on, like actually changing what I'm doing, which I know isn't what you're doing there in this particular challenge. But that's what we do. It's like, Mm -hmm. let's focus on these habits. And you let me worry about the weight loss part. Like, tell me the data and I will worry about it. I will take that burden off your hands. I will tell you exactly what you need to focus on. And now all you need to do all you need to do, it's still hard, is focus on the things I told you to focus on. And then it magically, you're like, oh, I've been focusing on these things. And look, the scale just went down. It took a little while, maybe. Maybe there was a plateau because I had my period, whatever. But I didn't lose focus because I know my goals.
1: I think that's a, I think you said a, a you really touched on a big topic there where it's just like, you said taking that burden off their hands. And I love that. I think that's kind of the basis of what we're doing in this challenge. It's like, don't worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. just get you on know, what you can do to improve your health. And we'll worry about that for you. You know, like you don't have to be hyper focused on it at all times. You know, like, cause that, like you said, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. Or don't, you know, that's just, that's what you want to do. It's the same thing with, uh, and we like to tell them too, like if you feel uh, the need to weigh yourself and just to monitor things, of course. But like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to yeah. make focus of your attention. You're not going to so
0: win this challenge based on how much weight you lost.
1: Correct. Yes. Exactly. Now if you so- want to see,
0: hey, I'm curious. That's very yes. different. Or I wonder, you know, what which of these ha- I think would be very interesting at the end of it because you're doing a, a bunch of different habits to ask people at the end, which two habits were the most influential for you. And I only want you to focus on those two after this, because if they, because I think you're doing like eight or 10, if you try to focus on eight or 10 by yourself without the community, it's gonna be really difficult. But if you're like, hey, I feel like those ones didn't matter for me. I already do those ones pretty good, but I don't drink enough water or I don't eat protein at breakfast. And now I do, and that's really helped me.
1: I'm noting that because that's a great, <laughs> I'm totally going to use that.
0: And then, I mean, I'm just totally spitballing here. Uh, you should ask them like, at, you should take, be like, Hey, tell me what you're wanting to focus on. And then three months later, I'm going to ask you how those things are going. Cause odds are those will have slipped. Like it's like after the dentist, you floss every day for a little while. And then you kind of forget.
1: <laughs> yes. I love that. Say this is good. Good brains working together.
0: <laughs> well, we're coming up on time here. So if anybody is in the, I don't even know where exactly the where tell us where your gym is and where, where people can find you if they want to join the waitlist challenge.
1: <laughs> yes, we are in the um, northwest suburbs of Chicago, specifically Lake in the Hills. Uh, but you know, you can always find us with Crystal Lake, Algonquin, that whole area. So if that sounds familiar to you you should
0: your... oh. what's what's the name
1: oh i'm sorry <laughs> focus martial arts and fitness
0: okay focus martial arts and fitness and then i'll put like any links to things in the comments because who wants to write that stuff down and everybody's a walking or in the car when they're listening to this anyway so they don't have pen paper now i'll put that down in the show notes so if you're like oh i know where crystal lake is i'm curious you could go check that out awesome well thank you for being with me here today this was a great reunion after 14 15 years
1: yes yes i agree i i am honored that you wanted to have me on the podcast i really appreciate it i can't wait to share it and uh, post it and i look forward to doing more with you
0: if you liked this episode please follow and rate the podcast and share it with a friend it really means a world of difference for this small podcast to get discovered and help more people And thank
1: you so much for joining us today.